Hi, this is Ask Mom RN with your host, Tamara Walker. I'm a mom of two, a pediatric registered nurse, and your friend. I give practical advice to raise a healthier, safer, and happier family. You need to be aware of common summertime dangers and know how to protect your kids so that your family can have a happy, healthy summer. Several years ago, when my kids were young and they were um, loved to play outside, especially in the spring and summertime when the weather was nice, we had uh, one of my son's best friends was over to play and they were playing in the backyard. They were having a great time, been playing out there for a while. I'd go and check on them, and um, everybody was having fun. A short time later, though, I'd come inside, and the door busts open, the back door, and my son comes, and he says, Mom, Mom, Trey's finger, Trey, Trey's hand, it, it, he's, he's hurt, he's injured, and I was you know, thinking, oh, goodness, what happened? You know, I thought, oh, you know, hopefully it's not too big a deal. Hopefully it's just a bruise or, you know, I'll go see what happened. Well, Trey comes running up to me just in tears pouring down his face. And he holds up his hand and there's blood everywhere. And I thought, oh, no, what happened? What on earth? You know, did you get cut or what? What could have happened? And through tears, he was trying to tell me that they had been playing on the teeter-totter and somehow the handle that he was holding onto that attached to the teeter-totter, something had gotten loose and there was a pinch point and it had smashed the tip of one of his fingers. I believe it was like his middle finger or his ring finger on one of his hands. And it had just really, really smashed the end of it. And it was gushing blood. And we, you know, wrapped it up. I was putting pressure on it. And I took a look at it. And I said, honey, we're going to have to go to the doctor. We're going to have to go to the emergency room and let them look at this. I've got to call your mom and tell her to meet us there because I could tell it was probably going to need stitches. So I, I called his mom real quick, told her what happened. And we rushed over to the emergency room. And he did end up having to get a few stitches in his finger. And fortunately, the bone wasn't broken. But it just made me feel so horrible that this accident had happened at my house on one of our pieces of playground equipment, essentially. It was this really cool teeter-totter that my in-laws had given my kids a few years before the kids had played on it for years we had never had any problem with it and it had always been fun and then this happened and that teeter-totter went away <laughs> we just ended up getting rid of it because we weren't going to risk anything else happening on it parents we need to make sure that we are doing everything we can to protect our kids during the summer, and of course year-round. But in the summertime, kids are playing outside more because the weather's nice and they're out of school. There are more accidents that tend to happen in the summertime. 
visits to the emergency room actually spike during the summer months. And recent stats indicate a 15% to a 27% increase in emergency room visits during the summer season versus the rest of the year. And unfortunately, this spike in summer-related incidents often involves our kids. And so a lot of times there are things that we can prevent, uh, do to prevent them from having these accidents. You know, summer doesn't officially start until June 21st, 20th, 21st, somewhere in there. Uh, I think it's the 21st. But, you know, we just had Memorial Day weekend. We're past that now. And that's kind of the unofficial start to summer. And a lot of the kids are getting out of school for the summer. And a lot of pools are open. Kids are spending more time playing and being outdoors, which is a great thing. They need that. It's, it's great to be out and enjoy the good weather. We just need to make sure that we are taking some precautions and that we're aware of some of the dangers so that we can make sure that our kids have fun and not have a dangerous summer. So you need to be aware of some of the common summertime dangers and know how to protect your kids so that everybody can have a fun and healthy and happy summer. So before your kids head out to play, there's some things that you need to take note of. You need to be checking and taking some proper precautions. So I'm going to share some tips with you today so that you will know what you need to check, what you need to do before your kids head out to play and enjoy the summer weather. Now, of course, first and foremost, we think about in the summertime, is sun safety. Yeah, we really should be thinking about the sun year-round and using sunscreen year-round because it's not like the sun goes away and hides all year and only comes out in the summertime. But during the summer, sunburns are more likely to happen because, of course, the sun is more intense. It's out for a longer period of time each day, and we are spending more time out in it. So sunburns are very common during the summer months. And not only can they be really painful, but they can increase your child's risk of developing skin cancer as an adult. So that's something to keep in mind. Not only do you want to protect your kid's skin now, but you want to protect them in the future. And if they get even a second-degree sunburn, even a first-degree sunburn, any sunburn is, is skin damage. But a second-degree sunburn especially, that significantly increases their chances of skin cancer as an adult. So we need to be using a good quality sunscreen of at least SPF 30 and reapply it often when your child is outside. At least every couple of hours is generally the recommendation, and you wanna make sure that you're using enough. Uh, typically, they say um, about an ounce per person, and put that all over, and you wanna make sure that all areas that are exposed to the sun are covered with sunscreen, and you wanna rub it in well, and you want to make sure that if you are 
doing activities where you're sweating a lot or if you're going swimming then you may want to use a sweat resistant or a water resistant or waterproof sunscreen but even those still need to be reapplied pretty frequently you want to try to avoid sun ex direct sun exposure between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. when the sun is most intense. Now, of course, that's most of the day, and that's typically the time of day when kids are wanting to go outside and play. So just make sure that they are using their sunscreen, that they are coming in periodically or getting in the shade, and just not out in it constantly. Kids should also wear 100% UV blocking sunglasses to protect their eyes. You know, as adults, a lot of us wear sunglasses, but we don't always think about it for our kids. But they need good sunglasses too. And you want to make sure that they have the label that says that they are 100% UV blocking sunglasses. Because those cheap little dollar store, or, you know, cute little character sunglasses, that don't have the UV protection, those can actually do more harm than good. So you want to make sure that you look for that label on any sunglasses that you buy. Now, another thing that we need to be concerned about in the summertime because of the sun and the heat is heat-related illnesses and dehydration. And these can really especially be dangerous for our kids because they're smaller and it doesn't take as much loss of fluid for them to easily become dehydrated. And they're also more susceptible to the heat. So you want to avoid prolonged exposure to the sun and you want to seek shade as much as possible. And make sure that they're staying well hydrated. So you want to make sure that they are drinking plenty of water and or you can use some electrolyte drinks as well, but a lot of those are full of sugar and aren't as well hydrating as just plain old water. So you don't want to over sugar um, because that actually will cause them to get dehydrated faster. But if, they're, if they are sweating a ton and they're out for a long time, then, you know, a little bit of Gatorade or Pedialyte or something like that that has electrolytes could be okay. You want to avoid caffeinated drinks. Um, kids don't need caffeine to begin with, and caffeine is going to dehydrate them faster. So water is your best bet. And be sure that they have, um, you know, that they can come in and get out of the sun that there's a fan or air conditioning on while they're indoors and get out of that heat if they start to get overheated. So you really need to be aware if they start, you know, seeming to be overheated or dehydrated, get them in out of the sun. It's time to come in and cool off and drink some water. Another thing that we need to be sure that we are careful about in the summertime is burns. Kids, every day, over 300 children ages 0 to 19, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, children ages 0 to 19, over 300 of them are treated in the emergency room every day for burn-related injuries. 
and two children die as a result of being burned. We're talking about every day. That's pretty scary, guys. And those burns can come from anything from uh, a grill. You know, if you're cooking out, you're having a barbecue at your house, or if you're cooking out for your family, a uh, campfire, if you're camping out, or from fireworks. You know, we're not that far off from the 4th of July, and people are going to be using fireworks and setting off all kinds of fireworks. Kids do not need to be involved in that. Go and watch a fireworks display. Don't let your kids use fireworks. So we need to be very, very careful. Make sure that there is nothing that your child can touch or encounter that could burn them, such as flammable liquids, open flames, campfires, or your barbecue grill or fireworks. Be alert, be cautious, and make sure that um, your child is protected. Uh, also, this is the time of the year when we use those citronella candles or the tiki torches to try to keep the bugs away. Be careful that your child does not knock those over or play with them or come in contact with them. So we've got to protect our kids from burns. One of my good friends when I was growing up, she actually had second degree burns on the tops of her feet from a firework sparkler that she was using. And this was when we was we this was when we were in high school. And you know, we had done sparklers for years and I, I understand that they're fun to do, but you have to understand that they're very dangerous as well. And as a mother now, I am not comfortable at all with them. And as a nurse and seeing the damage that they can do, I am not comfortable with kids using sparklers. And my friend was using a sparkler. The wind happened to catch some of the sparks and she was wearing sandals. So her tops of her feet were not even covered. And she ended up with second-degree burns on the tops of her feet. Now, just imagine how painful that had to have been. So it's not worth it. I know that it seems like a lot of fun to let our kids do sparklers and play with firecrackers and, and fireworks if you live in an area where you're allowed to set them off yourselves. Um, a lot of cities, you know, like the city that I live in, they don't allow fireworks within the city limits. So we've, we don't set them off. We go and we just watch the city fireworks display. Uh, and I, I know that, you know, a lot of people are like, well, we, you know, we've done fireworks for years and nobody's gotten hurt. Well, you've been lucky because firework injuries this time of year skyrocket. And it's just not worth it. It just isn't. Just go and watch them and don't let your kids get hurt by them. So, of course, another thing that in the summertime we have to be on guard for and protect our children from is pool injuries. Not just drowning, but of course drowning is the most, you know, the biggest concern that we have when it comes to your pool. But 
injuries in a pool, it only takes a second. And you need to make sure that you're aware. Somebody needs to be watching kids when they're in the pool at all times. And there's been so many incidences of pool parties where there's adults and there's kids and the adults are talking and they're busy and they're not paying attention and a kid ends up drowning or nearly drowning or gets hurt. And even though there were several adults around, everybody kind of had the thought that, oh, well, somebody else is watching the kids when really nobody was paying enough attention. So make sure that if you have a pool or if you take your kids to a pool, somebody needs to be in that pool watching the kids at all times. And if possible, the kids should use a life jacket or at least use, you know, some pool floaties or things if they're not a good swimmer. But even then, you can't 100% rely on those to protect your children. We had an incident with my son when he was about two or three years, about two or three years old. He was a toddler. And we had gone to a friend's swimming pool and we were swimming with them. And I was actually just sitting beside the pool watching my kids swim. But there was um, one of the dads was in the pool with the kids and, you know, there were other adults around. My son was in one of those little floaty rings and he was just floating around near the edge of the pool in the shallow end. And I was sitting right there watching him and everything was fine. The next thing I know, he leaned forward to look down or to maybe try to put his face in the water. And what happened was he ended up getting himself flipped upside down because, you know, babies and toddlers, their heads and their top part of their body, their torso, their heads are heavier than the rest of their body. It's disproportionate to the rest of their body and they get turned upside down. It's very difficult for them to get right side up. So he flipped himself upside down in this floating ring and he couldn't get right side up. So immediately I start to try to grab at him and he had gotten just a little bit too far for me to grab. I was literally getting ready to jump in that pool when the dad swam over. Um, that was one of our friends um, that had been in the pool with the kids and he had been helping his daughter to swim. And he comes rushing over when he heard me yell and he grabbed him and held him up to me. And I grabbed my son out of the pool. And it was very scary. And fortunately, he was only flipped up down, upside down for just a few seconds. He was only under the water for a very short time. But it was scary. And it terrified my son. My son was afraid to get in the pool for quite a while after that. And I couldn't blame him. Um, you know, of course, we did work with him on, you know, getting him comfortable with the pool again. And, and he did end up... Uh, getting over that, but that was so scary. And, you know, if we had not been paying attention, you know, something terrible could have really happened. And thankfully we were right there and we were watching and we were paying attention. 
So make sure that there's always somebody paying attention when kids are in the pool. You also need to make sure that you enforce a no running near the pools rule because slips and falls can easily happen. You've got water everywhere. The side of the pool gets wet and can be slippery. Anything can happen. Kids get excited. They love to, you know, run when they're excited. But you have to teach them proper safety around a pool. Also, you want to make sure that you've learned CPR or that somebody with you knows how to do CPR should the worst happen. CPR is a skill that everybody needs no matter what. If you are capable of doing CPR, you need to get CPR certified. That's my opinion. I am a strong, strong advocate for learning CPR because you never, ever know when you might have to use it. And you could save somebody's life. You could be the only thing standing between somebody living or dying because far too many people don't know how to do CPR. So I encourage you, you need, if you're a parent, you should be taking a CPR course at least every couple of years. And you can find them through your local American Red Cross or through other the American Heart Association. I used to teach classes for the American Heart Association. Um, there's lots of different places that offer them. You can check with your local hospital and find out where to get a class if you're not sure where to take one in your area. You need to take a CPR course and get CPR certified, and you should renew that at least every couple of years. Because sometimes the um, skills change after research has been done. You know, things have changed from the time that I learned CPR for the first time back 30 years ago to now. CPR has changed, and it does change periodically because every several years they they look at the research and they find out what works best. So just because you had it several years ago doesn't mean you're up to date. Take CPR and be aware when your kids are in the pool of what's going on at all times. Keep a close eye on everybody. So to sum up some of these tips so far, we want to protect our kids from sunburns by using good sunscreen and reapplying it often. And we need to make sure that we're, you know, uh, covering them adequately and we need to get them sunglasses. Make sure your kids aren't getting overheated or dehydrated. So keep them drinking their water, bring them in if they start getting overheated and, you know, keep an eye out for dehydration and for heat-related illnesses. Protect your kids from burns. Keep them away from any flammable liquids, open flames, fireworks, campfires, barbecue grills, anything that could burn them. And keep an eye on your kids in the pool and around the pool and make sure that they know what to do when they're around the pool, that they shouldn't be running, they should be following your directions, and somebody always needs to be watching the kids. So a few more tips to add today is when your kids are going out to play, you want to make sure 
that any play equipment that they're using, that you've inspected it and made sure that there's nothing that could cause them injury. So if they're riding a bike, you want to check their bikes for working brakes, proper tire inflation, and make sure that the size of the bike is still appropriate for your child because kids grow fast. So their bike from last summer may be too small for them this year. They grow quickly. You want to check over any skates or rollerblades or skateboards. Make sure that the wheels are not damaged or loose. And make sure that skates still fit your child properly. They grow out of shoes so quickly, and skates count as that. You know, they, they may not be able to fit into their skates from last year. And if they're trying to cram their foot in and make them work, then they're setting themselves up for injury. You want to make sure that if your child is using a bike or if they're using skates or rollerblades or a skateboard, that they wear proper padding. So they should have wrist and knee pads and you wanna make sure that those still fit properly from last year. And they need to wear a helmet. Helmets are so, so very, very important. There are more than 400,000 people who are taken to the ER in 2011 from bicycle accidents, and a lot of those had head injuries, you need to make sure that your child is using a bike helmet or a skating helmet if they are you know, skateboarding or using skates, or a baseball helmet if they're playing baseball, football helmet if they're playing football. Whatever sport they're doing, you need to have a proper helmet and you need to make sure that you check the fit to make sure that it fits properly and that it's being used properly, that they're strapping it on snugly it shouldn't move around when your child shakes his head. And you want to make sure that it sports an American Standards Testing Materials, which is ASTM label. Because that label is going to tell you that that helmet's been tested and it suits the Consumer Product Safety Commission standards for safety. The Consumer Product Safety Commission has said that helmets have been shown to prevent 85% of head injuries during bike accidents. If you've ever seen a cracked helmet after an accident, whether it's a bicycle accident or if you've ever known anybody who's had a motorcycle accident and their motorcycle helmet got cracked, think about that could be your head. That could be your child's head. Make them wear their helmets. I know a lot of kids don't like to wear helmets, They're, they complain about them, or their parents don't think it's that important because when we were growing up, we didn't wear bike helmets. But I've seen what head injuries can do to people and especially to kids. And if you can prevent that, you want to make sure that your child doesn't go through that. Make them wear their helmets. Just make it a rule. They can't ride their bike if they don't wear their helmet. They can't ride their skateboard or their skates if they don't wear their skating helmet. It's just common sense. You also want to make sure that if your kids are playing like on an outdoor playground, whether you have a swing set at your house or a playground area, you want to make sure that it's adequately, adequately padded because falls can cause 60% of playground injuries. 
So you wanna make sure that you have a safe surface. And according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, you need to have at least nine inches of either wood chips or mulch or shredded rubber or sand or pea gravel that extends out six feet in all directions from the play equipment. And for swings, you wanna make sure that the surfacing extends in the front and the back twice the height of the suspending bar. Because if they were to jump out of the swing or fall out of the swing, you wanna make sure that the whole area is covered. You wanna make sure that you check your swings and slides climbing ropes and all playground equipment for any damage or wear and make sure that nothing's loose, that anything you're climbing on is sturdy and still anchored into the ground well. And these are steps that you can take to protect your kids. And I know what you're thinking, summertime is about kids being carefree and having fun. And I don't want to be that parent that sucks the fun out of their activities by going overboard to protect them. But here's the truth. There is no bigger fun sucker than when your kid gets injured and you know that it could have been prevented if you had taken some precautions in the first place to ensure their safety. So being proactive about safety can help your kids and help you to have a much more fun time this summer. You need to be aware of these common summertime dangers and you need to know how to protect your kids so that your family can have a happy, healthy summer. Now this is my favorite time of the show and it's when I get to answer your questions and we have a letter from a, uh, one of our listeners, we have an email, and she says, hi, Tamara, my kids have been begging us to get them a trampoline for our backyard. My husband wants to buy one, but I am very concerned that the kid, about the kids getting hurt on it. If we get one, is there anything that I can do to make it safer for my kids and their friends to use? Thanks, Stephanie. Well, Stephanie, I understand your kids wanting a trampoline. My kids used to beg for a trampoline uh, for years and their kids, their, their friends had trampolines and sometimes they'd go play on them. However, I'm not real comfortable with trampolines personally because there are so many injuries that happen from them and so many things that can happen. The American Academy of Pediatrics strongly advises against having a home trampoline. But if you do choose to have one, if you get one, you want to follow some of the American Academy of Pediatrics safety precautions that they have given as guidelines to help you keep your kids safe on a trampoline. You need to have adult supervision at all times. Somebody needs to be supervising the kids and making sure that they're using the trampoline safely. There should only be one jumper on the trampoline at a time. Now, I know that that spoils some of the fun because so the kids want to all get on there together and jump around, but that increases the risk of injuries. So one jumper at a time, no somersaults or fancy tricks. They should just be jumping up and down. And I know that that sounds like, well, you're running their fun, but it's when they try to do those somersaults and stuff that they tend to get hurt more often or propel themselves off of the trampoline on accident. 
you should make sure that there's adequate protective padding on the trampoline and that it's in good condition and that it's appropriately placed. You want to make sure that it's on a flat spot in the yard and not on a slope. You want to make sure that there is an enclosure, a net enclosure for safety. And you want to make sure that you check the equipment often and make sure nothing is damaged or worn out. Make sure nothing needs to be repaired or replaced. And if you're going to allow your kids' friends or other people to come over and use your trampoline, you need to check with your homeowner's insurance to make sure that if they get injured, that you've got coverage because you could be held financially liable. Do you remember when I told you a little while ago earlier in the show about my friend's um, child, my, my son's best friend who got injured on our trampoline? Well, our homeowner's insurance actually paid his medical bills because he was injured at our home on our equipment. And so we had to file a homeowner's claim in, or they filed a claim on our homeowner's um, insurance to take care of his medical bills. So anytime that you're having people over, especially your kids' friends, to play on your swing set, play in your backyard, play on any of your equipment, it's a good idea to make sure that you've got that coverage, just in case, because accidents can happen in the blink of an eye. And you want to make sure that you've done everything you can to prevent your kids and your kids' friends from getting hurt. So you really need to be aware of those common summertime dangers, how to protect your kids, and that way your family can have a happy and healthy summer. Your kids have a right to be protected from these summertime dangers, and you have a right to know that you have done your best to try to protect them. I want to thank you for being with us today. I hope that these tips will help you and your family to have a wonderful, happy, healthy, fun summer. And I look forward to being back with you next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about many ways that we can get our kids to eat healthy, nutritious meals and want to eat healthy and understand the reasons why we need to eat healthy foods. We'll be talking with nutrition expert Elise Misellis, and I look forward to being back with you then. Have a fabulous week. Enjoy the summer, summer weather and having fun outside with your family. Just take these precautions that we've talked about so that you can be protected and have even more fun. Thanks for being with me.